Welcome to the Row by Row Garden Show, the best dead gum gardening show on the radio and the internet. It's our 150th episode. Glad you've decided to join us. We've got a special guest this evening. We've got Miss Hoss here. She's going to talk to you about canning, about preserving some. It's that time of the year when your garden is growing and you're starting to get an abundance of uh of it to produce and you don't know what to do all up so we thought it'd be a great time to talk to you about what to do with that excess produce and products you have coming off your garden so we've got miss hoss here good hey. to have you glad to be back yep you're a returning guest you know yeah, what you I should know. feel special i do, I do. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about some stock updates so we are out of garden cedars again we expect to have some back in the next few weeks just like with most other manufacturers, we got one little piece that's causing us an issue and the manufacturers put us off a few weeks. So we got to get that back in before we can get the garden seeders back in inventory. We're in good shape on everything else as far as I know. We're in good shape on irrigation supplies. Um, we're in good shape on wheel hose and we have got these back in stock. We had a few of them back during the, uh, the winter time. And now we have got these nice pruning shears. Did I say hoss pruning shears? And stock, we got a big shipment of these finally come in, so we're excited about those just in time to do you some of your pruning for the uh, the summertime pruning. So there you have it, nice red hoss handle. And let's we'll talk to you about a new product we've got. So a new product that we got, I'm gonna put in a box up here, then I'll take it out and we'll talk about it. Everybody's been asking about an irrigation timer. For your drip irrigation system, you can pretty much use this for anything. It has a water hose hookup to it, but uh, we brought it in where most people could use it for their drip irrigation in the garden. You could use it for your orchard system. You could use it for your container system, either one. It would hook right above your filter regulator combo. Pretty sweet little simple unit. Battery operated, so you ain't got to worry about uh, hooking up to no electricity. I think it works off a couple of uh, AA batteries. Yeah. Couple of double layered batteries, you just hook in right there, it has a screen in it, come out right there. Mm -hmm. Easy to operate, so there you have it. You can put it on there, run your drip irrigation for however long you want to, and then it'll automatically sit off. You can go to bed. You don't have to worry about getting up in the middle of the night and going to turn your drip irrigation off. So or that's, when you're on vacation. Or when you're on vacation. You know what? That's a great idea. I think about that. When you're on vacation. Because every time I go on vacation, something goes a lacking around here. You always get somebody that's going to water your garden for you. And like Greg, going to water flowers. going to water her flowers, and you're always worried, and something happens, and they don't do it like you want to. That'll take care of the issue for you. All right, so we got that going on, and we also, it's corny joke of the week time. Did okay. you know that? And look here, y'all, these corny jokes of the weeks, feel free to use them at your discretion. <laughs> you can use them at church, you can use them anywhere. Uh, we, we lay them out there to you so you can have access to them. And the corny joke of the week is, what do you call it when the worms take over the world? When the worms take over the world. Global warming. 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 <laughs> I was thinking Warmageddon. No, okay. no. Anyway. <laughs> Global warming. Global okay. warming, yep. So we decided we was going to talk about preserving and canning because like I said, man, you got all them extra beans and cucumbers. And speaking of cucumbers, our mercury cucumbers are coming in here. And uh, we have been eating them. I got a bowl of them fresh here. We've been eating them fresh. We love to eat them with balsamic vinegar and 
Some olive oil. Olive oil. And garlic seasoning. And garlic seasoning. We like to eat them raw. Maybe a little bit of cavenders. Yep. But when you get through with that and you get filled up on them, then you got to make some pickles. And that's what we're going to talk about this evening. And my mercury cucumbers are all sliced up. The little fairy sliced up my mercury cucumbers. Look at there. Ready to munch on. And then I want to show one more thing. I don't think I have ever made a tomato this early in the year in zone eight. We normally don't get our tomatoes to probably first of June, but we found this in the garden yesterday. And this is a, a new variety. This is the purple boy variety of tomato here and got a nice one off the vine yesterday. It's not the largest tomato I've ever made, but it's probably the earliest one. Uh, really impressed with this variety here. It's an indeterminate and I normally grow determinate, so I'm trying something new this year. This indeterminate purple wool here has some really deep, good color to it. Uh, it's an early yielding variety, and it's got some disease-resistant package to it. So I think this variety would do wonderful if you go to the farmer's market or if you go have a roadside stand or you sell a few of your tomatoes. This is a perfect one right here because it models the appearance of the heirlooms of the Cherokee purple. It looks real similar to Cherokee purple. Uh, but it has some disease resistance to it. So, have you, you tasted have it? it? I've not, but I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to probably do that while you've given your little spiel okay. here. Okay. We have a fly visitor here. We have a fly visitor. So, let's talk about canning. Let's talk about, you know, putting, putting your stuff up. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with everybody out there. This is not my forte. And that's no, the reason we not. got Miss Hoss on here today. I take care of the growing, and she takes care of the canning. Now, I don't ask her to help me with the growing, and she don't ask. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. she, she don't help ask for help in the canning. We've been married, what, 36 years? Seven. 37? Yeah. Wow, I missed a year there somewhere. And uh, I don't believe she's ever asked me to help her can. No. You've always took care of that yourself, so I'm going to let you dig into it a little bit about the, uh, the canning, preserving. Okay, we're going to talk about canning today. Some of the things I've canned in the past is um, sweet pickles soup which is one of my favorite things to do um, last year I tried bed, bread and um, butter pickles we had abundance of cucumbers last year and just got tired of eating them raw so I got a hold of my grandmother who has put up sweet pickles as long as I can remember we actually call her mama she's 94 years old and she always gave us pickles every year and I never had to put them up. So last year she came up to the house and helped me with this recipe and it was really easy. It's become a favorite of my family and my friends. Um, Momo's about 4.6 foot yeah, high. Yeah, she's really short. Um, love her to death. Vegetable soup is probably one of my favorites. You can just grab it off the shelf, throw some meat in there, within 10 or 15 minutes you have a meal been really great this um, summer um, salsa this is some I did actually in 2018 but it's still good green beans are coming in in the garden we always have abundance I try to can four or five of those and last year I did some uh, actually 2019 some V8 juice as well as tomato juice let me wow. show you this real quick look how pretty that is right there I'm making a mess on the table here man that has got some awesome inside color there to it it's got to taste good go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> so let me talk about my canning journey what's my history 
I grew up with my grandmother or my momo and my mother and my aunts. Um, canning, always done it. Anything we had extra out of the garden, that's just what we did is we canned. Um, when we got married, it's probably four or five years there, I didn't can any. We were busy with babies and school and trying to raise a family and get on our feet. So in 1990, I think is when I actually started canning again. Um, you started growing a garden again. Yep. Um, and then we had an abundance. And so why should you can? And let me just say it again with I'm Hold not on just a minute. Let me show them something right here. Uh, we got the original box we bought our <laughs> canner in in 1990. Is there a price tag yeah, on this right one? Yeah, right here. $59. $59 from the local hardware store. No, actually it came from Walmart, I think. Wait, was there a Walmart here in 1990? It was. It has got a Walmart on it. Okay, we had just got a Walmart. But it is a Presto, which I don't even know. 17 quart. You can 17 still buy quart, those. Yep. I think I looked them up online, and um, you can buy them for $78 down, a 16-quart. I didn't see a 17-quart. My favorite company right now is the All-American Pressure Cooker. They're made in the USA. They're a little bit pricier, but they make a real good one. Um, I've used this pressure cooker growing up. It's what I've used for 31 years. It's just my preference. There's a lot of different ones out there. There's some with all these gadgets. Um, Travis has one I've actually tried. I didn't like it. Um, I'm a creature of habit and I just like what I'm used to. So Greg, what's your favorite thing that we've canned? My favorite is the sweet pickles, the bread and butter pickles. Those right there? Yeah, those are not the bread and butter. Those are the, oh, the bread and butter. Yeah, the bread and oh, butter. Okay. That is my favorite. Now, the favorite thing that you can all together, I would say, is the homemade soup that you put in a jar. And the reason mm -hmm. for that is, is come wintertime, we're getting a tight or we don't feel like cooking this big meal, we simply brown some hamburger meat and open one of those up. We got a nice, great soup. So it's an easy meal that we always got on hand. So that's one of my favorites as far as the meal, as far as just the one thing, those sweet pickles with the onions mixed in there is off the chain for yeah. me. And uh, with the pandemic going on, there's a lot of people that now have started growing the garden and they're like, what do we do with all this extra vegetables? So, um, my favorite thing about canning is you can enjoy the harvest year round. In the winter time, you can go and grab some off the shelf and get that summertime flavor. And summer's not the only time you can can. You can can in the winter time also. Um, beets. We've done beets before. Mm -hmm. I say we. Well, you've done beets before. There I go again. I'm always saying we when we canning out. I know. There's no we in yeah, there. No you wee. got a rat in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I really like about it is it's healthy, it's nutritious, you know what's in there. I know how much sodium I put in there, how much sugar. Um, it's not cooked to death. I know what he's put on it when he's growing it, so I know exactly what's in this jar. The other thing is it saves money. Like you said, it's an instant meal, and it just brings pure pleasure to know that you grew this You've preserved it, and, and now you're fixing to eat it. <laughs> you're fixing to eat it. It just brings joy. It's just fun. Um, so you may ask, what can I can? There's certain foods out there that you cannot can, and I'm going to give you a resource later to look at that. Um, like I say, we can. Now, one thing that we've never can, I say we again, is meat. Right. Now, that gets a little complicated. Now, I have been up in Amish country before and seen some of them. They almost put up a lot of meat in, in, in jars and... Uh, that's a different thing. We've never done that, and you got to be really careful. It's a different, different 
just different process there and something that we've never got into. Okay, so I've got a chart here about what to can. I'm gonna have to put my glasses on. So it determines the acidity, the acidity of the food is what determines how you can it. And I'm just gonna talk about two ways of preserving food today, the water bath and the pressure canner. Now you can freeze, you can ferment, you can dehydrate. There's, and I do freeze a lot, but that's for a later show. And I'm not gonna get into real specifics. Hope to do some videos later on with some specific recipes um, showing you how to actually can. But this chart here talks about which foods you need to use the water bath with and which ones you need to use a pressure canner with. And the reason you need the pressure canner is for those low acidic foods, you need a higher temp than you can just get with boiling water. With the boiling water canner, you can actually just get it to boiling, follow your recipe. It's usually 10 minutes. It may be different on pints than quarts. Follow that recipe. And these foods that you can use in the boiling water canner are those that have a naturally high level of acid. It's uh, such as tomatoes, tomatoes, plums, apples, blackberries, cherries, peaches. They're listed right here. Then for a lot of your vegetables that naturally does not have a lot of acids, especially your soups, your stews, your meats, you're going to have to use the pressure cooker. Um, so they're divided in two classifications. Now let me show you um, the boiling water canner that I use. Now, one thing that I have noticed over a period of time, people that have never canned before are really intimidated by it. And there's a good reason behind that because there's a lot of precautions you have to take as far as safety precautions. There's a lot of people have maybe blown these things up or, or gotten injured from them. So people are naturally intimidated to scared to do this. Now, we've never had any problems. Never had any problems. I've never been scared. Like I say, I grew up doing it from a small child. So I would say, you know, don't be intimidated to try it. Just make sure that you give it your full attention to what you're trying to do. Right. Uh, it's, it's not something you're going to get up at this morning and say, I've got extra 30 minutes. I'm going to can. It's going to take two, three hours. You've got to gather your vegetables. You've got to prepare them. And you've got to stay there with it. You can't say, oh, I'm going to get into kids, I'm going to clean the house, i got to run an errand. Once you start, you've got to be committed for those couple of hours to do it right. Yeah, you can't sit down there and get engulfed in your stories while you're doing this because you're going to lose your concentration. So turn your stories off. You watch stories? No, but I know people <laughs> that do. Turn your stories off and then and concentrate on what you do. Give it your undivided attention and you'll be fine. So this is what I use to do the um, water bath. And you just basically prepare your food as you would according to the recipe. Put it in here. It's covered with water and you bring it to a boil for the amount of time on your recipe. Once it cools down, you remove these jars, let it sit for 12 to 24 hours, check your seals and wipe the jars off and you're done. Um, you can buy one of these at your box store for 28 bucks. Um, it has ridges on the bottom, but this is what I use. It's called for a the large stock pot. Is that large right? stock pot. And you don't have to use this. Any stock pot where when you put your jars in there and you can cover them, you can use any stock pot. Now I do have a metal lifter that I put in here and I didn't bring it up here today to uh, easily lift the jars out. So that's the, for the boiling water method. Now, for the pressure canner, here. We got a lot going on down well, there. Well, you got a lot of your stuff in my way. 
This is my pressure canner that I've had for 31 years, so it's well worn. Um, now I have had to play some, replace some parts on it, but you got your pressure gauge. Um, you've got the vent. I've had to replace some handles. The gasket. We had to replace the gasket one time. Yeah, but you line up the arrows, put it on. I do have a um, thing. You do not want your jars sitting directly on the heat. Like I say, it's, it's not that hard to use. You line up the arrows, put it on the stove. When it starts steaming, let it steam out for 20 minutes. Then you put your gasket on here. You watch the pressure till it gets up to what's on your recipe. And you just adjust your temperature and keep it. Most of the things I do is at 10 pounds of pressure. Now, if you live at different elevations, you do have to do things at a different um, weighted gauge. So you'll need to look that up and see what's appropriate for your area. Okay. Now, do you, you don't do pickles there, do you? No. Um, I use the water bath for pickles because I have the vinegar and stuff. Um, now, you can cold pack or hot pack. These beans are what we call, what we call cold pack. Um, they're put in there raw and covered with water. Um, the salsa, the V8, they would be um, what we call Ooh. hot pack. That's good stuff right there. Is that the bread and butter? Yep. Now, if you've got vegetables that are of the high acidity and the low acidity, what you're going to do is follow the low acidity. So even though this is tomatoes, I've got corn and okra and peas in here. So you have to use the pressure canner for this. Now, what do you, do you put anything there to alter the pH? No, but you can put in lemon juice, some citric acid, or some vinegar if you um, have a question about it. That would bring the pH down, correct? Right. Um, to use the boiling water method, you need a pH of 4.6 or less. And one of the websites that I'm going to tell you about at the end, you can go on there. It's really easy to use. You can go in there and say, I'm going to can, I'm going to freeze, pick the food, and it gives you exactly. You need to use the water bath, the pressure cooker, and it gives you the recipe, the pounds of pressure, how long. It's just very intuitive and easy to use. Okay, so let me go over some equipment um, that I use. I have two funnels, one for the large mouth and then one for the regular mouth. These help keep uh, your ingredients off your mouth of the jar, keeps it clean. Um, you need a bubble remover. You can use a spatula. You just want, don't want to use anything metal. And that's just go in there and bump out the bubbles so you get those out before oh, you can. you call that a bump of bubble puller? Bubble, bubble, what you Bubble call remover. It's a headspace tool. That's the first time I ever had a bubble remover. <laughs> Then you got your lids that you will need according to the size of jars and then your bands now we like the wide mouth bands well i i use what i have we we yeah i use what i have i like the ball jars also i've tried other jars um you can reuse mayonnaise jars but I've had bad experience with those. They've busted and you just have a mess in your canner. Um, I do reuse my jars, wash them with hot soapy water, rinse them well. 
Um, and then I use, I sterilize them in the dishwasher using the sterilization um, cycle. There's all kind of out there whether you should sterilize. If you have to sterilize new jars, you do what you feel best doing and what's on your recipe. I always like to sterilize them. I just feel better. I know that I'm the last person that touched them. They're clean. And as far as the lids too, now I'll reuse my bands, but I never reuse the lids. I buy new lids every year. They are people that reuse the lids. Um, and I do the same thing. If I reuse the bands, I wash them in hot, soapy water, rinse them off well, and then I put both in some warm water and bring them up to a boil and just let them simmer until I'm ready to put them on the jar. And I do get my jars warm before I put the food in there also. It just, to me, I'm just a creature of habit. That's what I did growing up. It's worked well all these years, and that's what I continue to do. Mm -hmm. Then one more thing is, I have a wand lifter. Oh, here it is. So when you put these in hot water and you're ready to put them on your jar, you can lift them up and put them on your jar without getting burnt. So that's a really neat tool. I didn't have that growing up. Oops. Okay, so when you get ready to can, you want to check your canner out, make sure it's holding pressure, make sure it has the rubber band in the lid, makes a good seal. This is a spare that I got, I always keep a spare. Worst thing is when you get ready to can, and something's not working. So I always keep a spare. I keep a spare of the um, pressure gauge. And I think I've only replaced this once, but I always keep a spare of that. I didn't know that. Yep. Hmm. Um, well, normally if your candy goes on, I'm, it's time for me to leave the yeah. house. I'll find me something to do. He doesn't know. And then the overpressure plug, I always, these come in, I think a box of two. I always keep an extra one of those because they can, uh, sitting up for the winter sometimes can go bad. So again, when you get ready to can, follow your recipe. Do not divert from the recipe. Whatever time it says you use, whatever pressure it says you use, follow the recipe. Canning is not like cooking. It's not, you can tweak change around a little bit. You've got to stick to the recipe to be safe. Um, Some of them people out there, you know, they like to change things around a little bit, do it their way. This is not one of those. To this do is that. not one to do that. So let's see. So after you follow the water bath or the pressure canning, one of the important things is to take them out of your um, Water. Hold you got a lot of props here today, don't you? <laughs> and this is an uh, item you can use to take it out of your water. Now, funny story here is I used this for two years the wrong way. It does not go this way. Um, it's very hard to pick up. It goes this way. When you use it the right way, it works much better. But this lifts it up out of the hot water. So, whichever method you use, take it out of the hot water. Sit it on your counter for 12 to 24 hours undisturbed. Once it's cooled down, you're going to want to tighten your bands a little bit. Now, you don't tighten them too much before you put it in there because that can cause warping and cause it not to seal. And then, once it's cooled down, tighten your bands, check that seal. You don't want it to pop. You see how this one popped earlier? I don't know if I can do it again. Um, you don't want it to pop. That's how you check your seal. You can also take your lid off 
and make sure it's very secure. Some people take these off after they can and just store them like this. My preference is to leave them on. I just think it looks prettier. Um, again, just let me remind you that you need a trusted source for your canning references and your recipes. Use guidelines for safe canning. Follow the recipes precisely. Um, That's a masterpiece I got going on right here. I want you to look at there. Look at there. Pickle and tomato on that nice cracker there. Wow. You save that one for later. For later? I can't eat yeah, it now. You save okay. that for later. Okay, the um, resources I use is this is one of my favorite books. Let me get some of my stuff out of the way here. This is The Ball Guide to Preserving. Now, this book was bought in 1990 when I bought the pressure cooker. The first publication was in 1909, and this is the 100-year anniversary. It has great recipes at the back, and then it has step-by-step -step how to prepare your, prepare your food, what you need to know, the equipment, the steps. Very good resource out there. Um, the other one I use is the National Center for Home Food Preservation. And that's the one I was talking about. It's so easy to navigate through, um, find out if you're canning, if you're freezing, what vegetables you're gonna use, what fruit, and then it'll tell you if you need to water bath, if you need to use your pressure canner. And then also the county extension office. In the past, it's been really good. Um, and also we have a canning plant here in Moultrie where you can actually take all your vegetables and your equipment use their equipment to clean your vegetables, wash them, get them ready in your jars, and then use their equipment to um, process them. A lot of people do that. We never do. But no. a lot of people do that. And your county extension agents or county extension service have been under some budget cuts as of the last few years, and it's not what it used to be. Your county may or may not have the resources to be able to help you. Some of them are just different. I know our county used to have be a lot better staffed than what it is today. So you just kind of have to check with that and see what they can do for you and uh, what they have to offer. I know on their website, it said you can actually take your pressure cooker in and they would test your gauge for you, which is really important to make yep. sure it's reading the right way. Yep. Right way. Okay, that's all I have as far as canning. Like I say, this is just a really broad overview of the ways that I can. Um, I will do some videos later. I'm not an expert. I'm just experienced of 31 years and I've never had anything really go bad. Mm. Um, we've enjoyed. Yeah, you can look at me and tell I've enjoyed quite a bit of it. So if you have any comments, just ask the question at the bottom of the video and I'll be glad to answer it to the best I can. The main thing we want to do is try to encourage you to take a step and to do some of this. Even if you mess up, it's okay. The odds are if you follow directions that you're going to be fine. Don't be intimidated by it to try and I guarantee you will be so proud of yourself when you accomplish this and you have some friends over, you bust some bread, bread butter, <laughs> butter and bread pickles out there and with a cracker and, and, and you know your sauce and all that kind of stuff and share with them, I guarantee you'll be proud of yourself. So that's what we're trying to do today is encourage you to try to can, preserve, keep that bounty out of your garden for those winter months when you can use it. And there you have it folks. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Look here, join our Robo Rogue Facebook group if you have not. It's a great opportunity to learn from fellow gardeners out there, to share your story. Maybe you can help somebody. There's a lot of people out there with all kind of uh, 
experienced and advice can help you and along as us we don't get to answer all the questions by no means these folks are knows a lot more than what we do and it's more than willing to help you so it's a great group if you'll join that row by row group now folks it's time to get out there and get dirty mm -hmm.